Welcome to the My Wellbeing Show. With the Queens of Banks, Nikki and Sharon. I've no idea what it's about, but it's good stuff. New episode out every week. Check them out. Okay, today's rant is all about diets. So what I want to know, I've got a question actually. Okay. Before we get, even get into this, I want to know, is, is lockdown belly a thing? Because I think I might have it. <laughs> you know, there's this stuff. I've, I've just recently had to go out on stage and had to find shoes and I had to find, you know, something that's not jogging bottoms because apparently that's not appropriate on a conference stage. So, um, you know, I'm putting things on and go, everything's shrunk. Sure, there's a pill for that. Oh, there must be. <laughs> I don't know if it'd be healthy to have it though, no. but I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, dieting. You know, we're all shoving all these, all these pictures of the, this is what good looks like and everything else. And I don't, where do we go with this, really? Well, I think we just stick to the work, leisure wear and change what happens on stage, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but you're right, isn't it? You know, there are so many there are so many rules around. Well, this is now good for you. You know, yeah. goji berries. Mm. I mean, where were those in the eighties? I never saw a goji berry. Chia seeds. Oh, chia seeds, chewy seeds. I call them. <laughs> Chewy seeds. I mean, to be fair, I do actually use chia seeds in some things. Um, I can't honestly say I've ever been introduced to a goji berry, but I'm sure they're wonderful people. <laughs> but yeah, and in today's world, it can be, you know, we're very time poor, aren't we? And if you are really busy, you know, you're really busy doing whatever you're doing. And then you've got to, you know, get to lunchtime and think, well, how am I going to get my five or 11 or 17 a day? We're talking about veg here, are we? Fruit and veg. <laughs> yeah, not chocolate bars. No, no. no so it's tricky, isn't it? Because, you know, it's hard. But it, we say it's hard. I think, actually, some of that is about being organised. And when we're really stressed or busy, trying to organise yet another thing. You've got to organise your family yourself. You've got to wash and brush your hair these days, apparently. You know, now we're out Only on Zoom days. You know, <laughs> things like this. But you do need to take care of yourself. And so... Um, I think sometimes people just jump in with a whole new way of being, a whole new way of life. It's too much. It's overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, we talk about uh, comfort zones and then moving into the panic zone where you change everything. And like you say, sometimes if you're following a particular thing, it can be, oh my goodness, well, what do I eat? Mm. You've got to look at your your fridge and that planning backwards, making sure there's things in 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 the first place. But is it more about just finding out what suits us? You know, we talk about well-being as our personal recipe and Mm. and finding out what suits Mm. you like sleep and going out staying in all the all the balance is it is it just finding you know I'm 50 something now I forget (laughs) which (laughs) well as as pair of accountants we're very sort of nondescript on the numbers relating to this however (laughs) but you know is it just about finding the things that suit you and thinking well do I have the energy when I eat that that and that and Mm. how's my moods and all that kind of stuff Maybe that's the secret to lockdown belly. I think you're absolutely right. And it is all about how we feel in ourselves rather than how we look to other people. But when it comes to diet and nutrition, it's just that, isn't it? It's how you're going to fuel yourself. It's not what are you going to put yourself through so that you look, in inverted commas, acceptable or wonderful or beautiful to someone else. Because darling, you're beautiful anyway, so... We're all beautiful inside, aren't we? You know, people are amazing. And I actually love that there isn't a carbon copy of me on the planet. 
I like being individual. And, you know, I love looking around at people and just admiring the, the wonderful things about people, you know. So maybe if we can... I remember having to say, I quite like me. And it was a long time ago, mm. but that was, as, that was as close as I could get to loving myself, you know. But I found... I've done lots of ballet. I like my legs. I can say that now, mm. but it took, it took a lot of effort. Oh, I, I'm totally with you on that. I love my lockdown belly. I probably need to do something a bit more about it if I want to wear anything more than the one pair of trousers I found that fit. (laughs) (laughs) Job for the new year. Job for the new year. Yes. So on that note, you do you, find what suits you and don't worry what anyone else thinks. Let's listen to the expert. Let's do it. Today's interview started off as a Facebook Live with Laura Clark, who is a dietitian and nutritionist and we just thought it was so good that we wanted to bring it onto this podcast. Her name is Laura, not Rachel, as you will hear in there. Um, and uh, yes, Laura's worked with us a lot and we really hope you enjoy this chat. Yeah, thank you for, for joining us. And for anyone that hasn't met Laura before, Laura's uh, has been one of our associates. We, uh, Laura's done some uh, training for us and talks all about uh, nutrition and you're a registered dietitian as well. Did I get that right? That's right, yes. And I remember the last time I live streamed with you on Facebook, I realised that my username um, was still the team name that we'd had for a Zoom pub quiz, um, which was actually slightly inappropriate. So mid live stream, I was like renaming myself (laughs) on the Zoom. (laughs) It was really funny. Um, Luckily, there were no swear words, but it was like, not obviously appropriate for my business representation at all so uh, at least I've got that bit right today. <laughs> well we always we always keep it real and uh, we've got uh, people watching already good morning Liz good to see you. <laughs> so um, so yes nutrition. Yes. Um, obviously we've had lots of changes the last 18 months there was this global thing going on can't really remember what it was all about. Yeah. Um, but some people took the opportunity to get, you know, to get really fit, to to overhaul their, their diet, their exercise. Other people took the time to, you know, sort of be on holiday, take a holiday from it and and just go go crazy. Um, but right now we've got another change, haven't we? In, you know, another change in season. And so um, it's really interesting how the things that we crave uh, change during during periods of change, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We are at the will, aren't we, of um, what our mood and feelings are. And those are hugely influenced by the season and the weather and all that we are juggling behind the scenes. Indeed. Indeed. So so have you noticed um, during the pandemic people's um, food choices change? And are you noticing now that we're coming out of it? Uh, are, are people making different decisions now or is it mm. pretty much the same as it has been for the last 18 months? Oh, guys, I'm going to try not to get on my high horse about this, but I do feel feel really frustrated that the messages that we're getting from Public Health England around um, health at the moment are still very much pointing the finger of blame at people. Um, when actually what we should be doing is giving people um, a huge amount of compassion and space to get curious about how they have navigated their eating and lifestyle choices over the last 12 months and what 
um, has led to them perhaps eating slightly differently, eating slightly more, eating slightly erratically, um, perhaps not finding the time to um, have access to the right sorts of foods and, and have time to prepare them in the way that they feel that they could or should. I just wish that we would stop um, blaming everybody and making out that actually our food relationship is just so robotic, you know, and that um, that there aren't all of these other things that constantly influence it. Um, and just just give people that that compassion to say, yes, it's been a really difficult 18 months. And yes, some of us may well have used food as a coping strategy and may well have drunk a little bit too much alcohol and may well have had too many biscuits for, for really, truly what is going to make our bodies feel good. Um, but actually, can we just stop hauling people over the coals and, and making out that the next thing that they therefore have to do is get super, super strict and be really mean to themselves and use that as a form of motivation. Because it isn't. If you get like that and you start to do everything all at once, follow a diet and exercise program, we know categorically it doesn't work long term and that you just end up feeling that you've that you can't meet this perfect ideal and then you fall off the wagon and then you go back to the beginning, but you feel worse and then round and round and round we go. I just wish we could just have more intelligent conversations about it that just involve us, you know, a lot more compassion. Yeah, right. down off my horse. <laughs> stepping off of this hamster wheel of uh, of sort of uh, you know eat sleep biscuit repeat. Um, <laughs> what's the first thing that you'd suggest that people do or try or think about? The first thing I would suggest genuinely is to look at that voice in your head because if that voice in your head is constantly telling you off, all that does is turn you into a rebellious toddler. Right. And we see that, don't we, with children's behavior. The minute we say, don't do this, they do exactly the opposite. And that's exactly what you do. If you feel like you've got that critical voice in your head all day long, it doesn't make you want to nourish yourself in a way that truly feels authentic. It makes you want to stick two fingers up at that voice. So actually, listen to what that voice is saying and if it's really mean then you're going to continue to rebel against it so that's number one and the second thing is if you can dampen that voice down and actually bring that curiosity voice in to say well yes maybe I'm not eating the best that I could right now but why don't we actually have a look at why that might be happening rather than um oh I shouldn't have done this this and this look at the why get really curious and then pick one thing um, that you might want to look at and, and pick that one thing that you feel 70% confident that you can change. And when I say change, I don't mean massive overhaul. I mean, just tweak, make slightly better. Um, and to link it to nutrition straight away, I was really heartened actually to see the Sainsbury's advert, other supermarkets are available, um, <laughs> last night that was talking about um adding pulses and lentils into meat dishes i don't know if you've seen the advert but it's I about it, obviously yeah. saving the planet um but i thought wow that's that's brilliant because that's just giving someone a really practical idea of saying actually if you take a um you know meatball spaghetti dish but you add in two tins of pulses um not only have you increased the iron content and the fiber content and a 
few other minerals along the way. You've also added valuable plant-based protein. You've helped the planet. You've regulated your blood glucose levels. You've improved your gut health, like tick, 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 you know, rather Mm. than kind of saying, you know, don't eat, don't eat the spag bowl that you kind of cook every week. That's part of your staple diet. Oh, come over here and cook this like quinoa and kale surprise. It's like, who's going to want to do that? There's no meat in it. (laughs) It's like people still have this notion, don't they? That healthy isn't accessible or healthy involves huge amounts of headspace. And oh God, I've got to look in recipe books and I've got to take half an hour extra to cook dinner. Oh God, I can't be bothered to do that. I'm too tired. Mm -hmm. We're all, we're all tired. So make it super, super doable. And I think I can just about manage to chuck a couple of tins of pulses in a meat based dish and make it go further and bring all those health benefits with it as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm always talking about maximum squeeze for your lemon. And like you say, that ticks so many boxes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I did actually see that advert last night because I've I've been super, we we record, pre-record a lot of things, but actually there are so many food adverts on TV, aren't there? If you watch the adverts, then it's no wonder we're constantly hungry because everything we see is about food. And then there was a Christmas advert. I don't know if you saw that one, which was the one, which was the one that made me then reach for the chocolate because I was like, oh my God, I don't want to think about Christmas. Oh, exhausting. Um, But yeah, so that would be my tip. I, my tip would be get super curious and start with one one thing and try and block out that noise that we are constantly surrounded by, which is that that you don't want to be doing that. You want to be having this complete overhaul and you want to have this six week or however many weeks till Christmas. There'll be one, won't there? If you Google it, there'll be a don't know many weeks till Christmas. Get fit into your Christmas party dress. You know, ugh. Well, I bought some trousers that have sparkles on them, but they've got an elasticated waist. <laughs> Results win. <laughs> so, um, so from, as we're heading into autumn now, and um, and some of the choices we may have made over the summer around salad type things, mm-hmm. uh, we're we're going to be looking to swap some of that out, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what thoughts do you have around this time of year and the sorts of things that we could aim for? That that's an easy an easy swap, an easy doable mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I think we've got to think about colour in autumn and actually autumnal leaves, et cetera, do actually help us, don't they? Remember how beautiful colour is and how it enriches our lives. And so I would always say, like, now look back at your fridges and look at how you can get those autumnal colours in your fridge, basically. So reds and oranges um, and yellows, you know, get those colours in your diet because they are rich in beta carotene, um, which is really important for immunity. And I personally find chopping a butternut squash hugely painful but I know that people have tips around simply halving it roasting it in two halves and then sort of scooping it out once it's roasted there are ways and means of making these things easier aren't there but I think certainly autumnal coloured vegetables really lend themselves well to being roasted um, and doing that kind of thing on a weekend or whilst you're cooking a, you know, you might be doing a simple stir fry on a Monday night, but could you also simultaneously be be roasting some veg so that you've got those to put into a more of a, you know, like a warm kind of lentil salad the next day. So salad doesn't have to be cold. You could actually have a warm salad and roasted vegetables go really, really nicely with that. 
I'm also a massive fan of um, of ginger and garlic. I think those sorts of things are, I don't know, there's just something really comforting about those sorts of flavours in this, in this time of year. So I think um, it's that planning ahead thing again, isn't it? But, but not not feeling overfaced by it and actually a tray of roasted veg can go quite a long way <laughs> um i absolutely agree i've had an absolute glut of courgettes marrows and everything else so anybody yeah. wants courgette recipe you know i've tried yeah, to, you, you're the I've girl stuffed them, i've roasted them i've yeah. grated them i mean you name it i've done it so yeah yeah, yeah i've been avoiding sharon's house because i knew what was on the menu <laughs> And it's all lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and I quite like um, using like a, a pepper as a boat. I think that makes a really nice filling. Um, using things like, as I say, um, pui lentils, mixing those with some feta, using some nice dried herbs. Um, I'm also a big fan of those big kind of mushrooms, like just the big sort of flat mushrooms and almost using that as a as a base, um, uh, again, for, for things like... Um, uh, pulses or um, uh, lentils or cheeses or um, you know and adding those fresh herbs makes such a such a difference to that zing and that flavor that you get um, and, and really kind of bigging up the veg in that respect so it being almost a sort of a yeah like give it give it you know give it I don't know give it some love so that it actually um, looks appealing on the plate I think sometimes vegetables are not centre stage are they and and therefore they they might you know look a bit uninviting we were talking about this a couple of days ago with my husband we were saying about like if you go back to our grandparents you know Christmas dinner was always three or four different veg but they'd been boiled for so long that you couldn't actually recognize what they were and yet actually yeah. like you say some of the um you know the veggies that we've got on offer nowadays you can yeah. really boost up yeah. that plate and I think yeah. Like you say, seeing seeing colour, seeing the yeah. red and the oranges, you know, yeah. like pumpkins at Halloween when you were talking, I was just thinking, I wonder where the, where the pumpkin came in because it was obviously part of that, you know, yeah, absolutely. Nourishing, nourishing yourself, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> there's a really good uh, website called Veg Power, um, which has got loads of um, vegetable recipes on it. Um, and it's part of that kind of movement to get children to be meeting their sort of five a day Um but it's a really wonderful resource and it's really, yeah, it's really mouthwatering when you look at those sorts of recipes. Um, Top tip. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's definitely a good one to look at. And someone so, said about the BBC, sorry, Chan, just someone said about the BBC Good Food um, website has got a vegan section and you don't have to be vegan. But if you look in that section for ideas around how to add yeah. more veg, more pulses and that kind of thing, then you can always, yeah. you're a meat eater, you can put meat with add it. Them in. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah absolutely yeah I think um we've got to we've got to be a bit careful with um yeah with the kind of the vegan convenience food market that's um popping up because again we're all time poor but actually we're forgetting just you know the, the main constituents of, of vegan eating like pulses and lentils which is just not the same when you've done things to it and packaged it and added a load of salt and wrapped it in plastic you know it's uh it's a really tricky market but anyway that's a subject for another time <laughs> yeah I think you know less processed the better yeah absolutely is it um something that I've heard people talk about which is 
uh, make sure that your food looks like something your grandmother would recognize <laughs> yeah I don't know I'm a bit um I, I think that is true um but also I think we we are so much more adventurous now aren't we and we have access to so many more foods that we just never did um and I think we should embrace that you know I think you know my grandmother and my father who is you know quite elderly now uh you know it was potatoes 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 and potatoes and I think actually it's quite nice that we've got access to, to so much more um so um but yeah I think um I think grannies probably have a lot that they could teach us. <laughs> I think we get, we have lost the plot slightly in the modern diet culture world that we live in. <laughs> so, um, so as you know, people do start to, as you say, lose the plot a little on the run up to Christmas because that word has been um, has been shouted around, um, and they do reach for the for the chocolate. And mm-hmm. um, what other alternatives are there to um, chocolate or biscuits? Right. Number one, you have to ask yourself, what is it that you're wanting from that snack? Okay, because sometimes snacking is for physical reasons and sometimes it's not. And it's perfectly okay to snack for reasons other than hunger. But when you're doing that, you have to be really clear what you want to get out of it as an experience, because often people will curb that craving for that real thing that they really want and they'll eat another five things first and then they'll be like oh god what the heck I'm still going to eat the the one thing that I was trying to avoid two hours ago and as a result of that they've taken on you know four times as many calories than they would have done had they just given themselves permission to sit down for five minutes take that chocolate bar and absolutely savor every single mouthful So I think there are going to be times when it is absolutely that chocolate bar that you need and give yourself permission to properly taste it. So that's the first thing. If it is a physical hunger thing, though, and actually all you've got in the house is things like crisps and chocolate and actually you're thinking, "Mm, I really want to nourish myself in a sort of a slightly better way. Then, yes, I do think things like um, the nuts, and the sort of the graze boxes that you can get that have got all of these sort of um, flavoured pulses in them are a really good way of getting more iron, more fibre, more protein um, in a way that still is quite interesting. Because sometimes when we eat snacking, when we're snacking, we're doing it because we're a little bit bored and we want something interesting to taste. So I'm a big fan of of trail mixes, of using little bits from everything and creating your own sort of little snack extravaganza that you can put in a little ramekin dish or something. So using dried cereals, using edamame beans, which you can get in the freezer and defrost really super quickly in the microwave, using popcorn, which is a whole grain, um, using nut butters, combining those with veggies or fruit or oat cakes, um, even using little portions of cheese and combining those with a few nuts or a few pretzels or, um, a, you know, a whole meal breadstick or any kind of fibery stuff that you can have as a snack. So if you're needing a little bit of extra fuel, always try and look for the fibrous ones. So the whole grain crackers, the oat cakes, the whole meal breadsticks, like feed your gut at the same time. And then have that little bit of protein, whether it be 
a hard boiled egg or a slice of ham or a few edamame beans or a couple of cubes of cheese. Um, but combining protein and carbohydrate together really helps to regulate your blood sugar levels. And fundamentally, that's what a snack is supposed to do. It's supposed to, to, to give you that, that stability between meals. Um, and so if you're getting hunger signals, then that's what that's what your body is asking for. It's asking for that blood sugar level to come back up, but you want it to come back up in a gradual way, not in a big peak that's then going to make you feel um, potentially more tired later on. Yeah, I have to say, that, like, I think it's great. They do a chili and lime um, mm. with like edamame beans and some nuts and, and that mm. kind of thing. And, and mm. yeah, that feels, yeah. it. you know, feels like, yeah a real, real treat and yeah. I think that's it also the language that we use sometimes we frame the the things that give us those sugar spikes as treats and the things yeah. that will give us the fuel and that sort of lower longer lasting yeah you know yeah, um, yeah. Sort of break from hunger we, you know we, we we call that oh you know oh healthy stuff whereas yeah. actually it's sort of reframing in your mind isn't it you know that you said about self-compassion and and yeah nurture, you know how am I going to nurture myself yeah, choosing things that way. And again, I think there's there's such a contrast, isn't there, between because um, you could just have fruit, and sometimes actually, you know, a couple of satsumas this time of year are just you know delicious as far as I'm concerned. Um, but sometimes again, we find ourselves snacking on stuff that we don't even really like, like a bloody rice cake. Um, and we're like, oh, well, I'm going to have a rice cake because you know they're super healthy. I don't really want a rice cake, but I'm going to eat a rice cake. <laughs> and and actually, it's like, what's the point in that? You know, snacking is um, if you if you give yourself permission to just tune in to what your body's asking for. And sometimes, actually, if you do take that moment to just breathe. And I know you guys are huge advocates of of, of that sort of mindfulness within that working day. You know, just taking that breath and going, right, what is it I'm actually looking for right now? Because actually it might be a hug from a friend or it might be a hot drink that you can wrap your wrap your hands around and just have that five minutes piece. Sometimes it's not a snack that we need at all. Yeah. Um, but you've got to you've got to pause for a minute to listen to work out what it is, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, Sharon, Sharon, look, I, I I do eat rice cakes, but I have chocolate on mine just to make them <laughs> a little bit naughty. If that's yeah. what you like, go for it. I personally, ugh, but go for it. <laughs> but it is true, isn't it? The busier we are, the more stressed we are, the more we're going to make a snap decision and not actually yeah. listen. But yeah, just taking one breath and having a glass of water and thinking, right, okay, what do I actually want? It can make them a massive difference, can't it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know I could it, on a busy day, if I didn't tune in, I could get to four o'clock and not eat anything. And yeah. then at four o'clock, I want everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you've kind of really yeah. stressed out your your body and your brain from just. Yeah. And you can't that. then at that point, four o'clock, you know, you're full on chimp Nicky, aren't you? You're not human Nicky at that point. Like, <laughs> <I agree>. <laughs> everyone's <laughs> like, get out the way. Well, absolutely. <laughs> but but yeah and I think I forgot and one thing in the previous conversation you reminded me of is when you are working you are using you need fuel for your brain you know your brain needs calories just the same as your body so when even though you're sat still you, you still need that fuel and that sustenance mm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely your brain is 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 really metabolically active that's great. Well, you've, you've come up with some really good ideas there. Um, are there any other resources and how do people get hold of you if they want some more help? 
oh get hold of me well, that sounds a bit dodged doesn't it um <laughs> I am um, <laughs> <I>, <laughs> um well there are yeah a couple of things to say on that um I am at Laura Clark Nutrition on mainly on Instagram I know you guys are super Facebooky but I'm not great on Facebook but much more active on Instagram um dispelling a few nutrition myths and just um yeah giving people uh, a bucket load of support around um helping them work out what's healthy for them um and I would also like to give a little bit of a plug to a colleague of mine, um, Sarah Alder, who is Kitchen Titbits. Um, she is a meal planning recipe developer, family meal time expert. She, I, I think she should rebrand as the Kitchen Fairy because she is one of those people. Um, she's from Yorkshire and she's just... Um, just seems to sort of nail it in the kitchen and and she's got some fantastic um resources on her website she does a meal plan every week on instagram um so if you're needing a little bit of inspo but you almost want to see how you can do it without food waste and do it in a budget and all of that kind of thing she's very frugal being from yorkshire um then she is a really really good person to check out so she's kitchen tidbits and uh yes for more of that kind of um yeah, what does what does health mean to me? What's my nutrition right? What what nutrition is right for me, et cetera, et cetera? Then that's probably where I can where I can help and and step in. But um, but yes, and then the website I mentioned, Veg Power. You guys mentioned BBC Good Food. Another really good one is healthyfood.co.uk. That's the website that supports the Healthy Food Guide magazine, which is um, written predominantly by dietitians. Um, so all of the articles in there are evidence based and um, not rubbish. Um, so another that's another good website with a really good recipe catalogue. And the last one I really like as well is the one that came off the back of that TV programme, which is called Eat Well for Less. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, that's also got a really good recipe library in it as well brilliant well Laura it's been lovely to talk to you and um, I'm sure you know people watching live or or on replay or listening on the podcast I'm sure they'll have um, you know get have lots of uh, inspiration from from that and at least like you say some some easy places to start which I think is uh, very important in these busy times Um, start small little things make a big difference just ask a mosquito (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. Have a You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the My Wellbeing Show, which has been brought to you by Discover Your Bounce. We are Nikki Marshall and Sharon Critchlow, and you can find out more about us at discoveryourbounce.com. Bounce.com.